0: It's 2 p.m. on Thursday, Pacific Time. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this must be...
1: Hi, and welcome to the show, Pete.
0: Thank you, Kristen. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, it's nice to have you. So you're here today with um, Bright Star Care. And uh, tell me a little bit about your brand. We're so excited to have you today.
0: Yeah, so Bright Star, so we do all in-home uh, health care. So we've, we've got about 340 locations across the U.S. Um, started franchising back in 2005, so been, have been around uh, a long time and lots of experience in the franchising uh, arena um, Shelly's son is our founder and and CEO, and and she's been very involved in franchising as well. Uh, started the business on her own uh, back in 2002, and then started franchising in 05. So uh, from there, there's just been some tremendous growth, and as we continue to uh, to add uh, franchisees, we also continue to grow with uh, different revenue streams and. And I've really uh, been able to uh, to adapt quite well um, in, the, in the current conditions and, and uh, all along the way.
1: So tell me, is it only in-home care or do you also have facilities?
0: That's a great point. So we do have, we, one of the things that we did, we, we started off with in-home care mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of branched out into staffing and into other opportunities as well. And then what, but what we found was that we wanted to have the ability to provide our clients with Uh, another alternative than going into a nursing home or into some other type of senior living um, facility. So we created Bright Star Senior Living and that uh, we've got four locations uh, two in the Madison, Wisconsin area, one in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and one in Mason, Ohio, where we can now uh, allow our franchisees to, to continue to care for that client from when they reach that point, which all of them will we reach that point where they can't stay home any longer. So right. we do a really, really good job of keeping mom and dad and our loved ones home for as long as we possibly can. And then this gave us the opportunity uh, to branch out with Bright Star Senior Living and, and do that. So it's, a, it's an assisted living and a memory care uh, community. There's smaller footprints, so they're not the big, you know, enormous facilities that you think of. Uh, really uh, person-centered care, which is what we, we specialize in all the way through. So that's Bright Star Senior Living. Now this year, we're, getting, we're really excited. We just completed the uh, offering for Bright Star Care Homes, which is a smaller version yet from Bright Star Senior Living. So this will be something that we'll be launching. Uh, we're working with our existing franchisees right now, but then we'll be launching this to the public going forward. And it's more of a residential care home uh, twelve to you know 10 to 12 rooms. Um, but being able to provide that same level of care that we would um, in the home, in now in more of a community type setting. So lots oh. of different opportunities for our franchisees.
1: Do you find that those um, I'll call them kind of the in between, so to speak, are those more for uh, memory care, are those more for acute type situations? What What do you find those to be best
0: served? So we're We're leaning now. It really depends on the market and what type of of. Uh, communities are already there. It, it, but what we're finding is we, we're leaning towards memory care. Uh, we do have one uh, unit that's, or, or one home that's you know strictly assisted living. We have another, the next few though, have all been going to memory care. And okay. what we're finding with, with in-home care, being able to, um, for mom and dad to be able, able to stay home longer, moving to assisted living, that decision can be delayed a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: when, when it's in a, a situation where you may need to move into memory care, that's more of an immediate need and so we're seeing some great demand uh, for memory care in those types of communities. And the, the, the 10 to 12 room, it's much more comfortable for, for families and you really get to know the families, really get to know the residents and the caregivers are consistent, you know, same group of caregivers that uh, are with their, uh, you know, with with our clients all the time. And it just works out really well.
1: Wow. And, and this is really, um, you know, I know when I looked at opening my franchise, the, the one of the things that drove me to this particular industry is that the boomers are entering that stage of life where they're going to need a little extra help and every every little bit helps so I know your industry as well is, is the same way um, you said that you had just over around 300 uh, franchisees what how many markets would you say that you're in like big markets so to speak
0: yeah so we're in are 340 locations across the u.s so we're you know there's really only a few pockets that we're in 39 states so there's only a few pockets that we're not covering yet we've got a few areas in the northeast that are open um some midwest you know dakota's montana there's some areas there one -hmm. market that we really have our eyes on is albuquerque new mexico that's an area that we're really working hard to uh, secure a location in uh, but other than that, I mean, we're, we we cover most states and most of the major markets.
1: Okay, good. So all you listeners in Albuquerque.
0: <laughs> we're ready for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, in, in right now, everybody knows that there's a, a good slew of people out there who are looking to get out of corporate America. Um, describe to me who your ideal franchisee is.
0: So, so we really like to, we, our, our typical franchise owner today is coming in with a lot of business experience. They're, they're, they're exactly what you said. They're, they're in corporate America. Um, they're looking to find a different type of opportunity and looking for something that they can do on their own. And we mm-hmm. really attract a, a niche of, uh, of prospective franchisees that have had some experience with home care before. Either they they were working through a home care company with their mom or their, their grandparents or... You know somehow they've had some personal connection with this and that gives them that they many times that that experience wasn't that great so they know that there's different ways and different opportunities out there and right. then right. Uh, then they start researching it and come you know come to bright stars so we get people that that really they have a business sense and, uh-huh. and they have the heart for the business as well uh, so that's what we're looking for we love people that come in with management experience because they're you know, we have franchisees that have several hundred uh, caregivers. You know, they're very, very right, large right. units, very, very large locations. Um, so to have that management experience is important because you've got, you're really managing two, almost two different businesses. You have your your core business that you're operating, which is your your you know in-home care business, but mm-hmm. then you also have another business which is managing your whole entire team of caregivers, and that can be a full-time role itself. And and that's obviously one of the biggest challenges that we have. In this industry today, and and almost everywhere is, is finding talent and finding uh, recruiting uh, sure. So for us, it's just, it's it's as important to make sure that we're working very hard on the retention side to yes. keep the great people that we have, um, and and work with them to bring in new folks as well.
1: Can you tell me a little bit about the type of training and support that you offer to your franchisees after they are brought on board?
0: Sure. So as a new owner, uh, there's three different weeks of training that you'll come through. Um, there's a licensing, t- a timeframe where, where a franchisee needs to be licensed in their particular state. So we stagger the training periods in, you know, in order to meet that. But so the license comes in and then they're ready to, to open up. We also provide training for their key roles. So their director of nursing, their um, salesperson, the director of sales, we have sales. We have different training tracks for all of the key roles within the group so they're that each one of their folks can be trained and and they can that's ongoing you know for their boot mm-hmm. camp every month uh, for them to be able to continue to do that there the, the, for new owners it's really uh, it's really pretty cool we set them up with a, a mentorship type uh, arrangement where they've got a franchise owner that they can shadow and go and visit and and really you know you don't know how the agency operates until you actually get inside and sure, start working yeah. with it, and that uh, allows them to to, to really learn—not necessarily on the job, but really see how, how a, a fully functioning agency looks like.
1: Yeah. Okay. What do you think were some of your largest challenges? I mean, obviously, um, that industry took um, a lot of criticism during COVID. But what were some of the biggest challenges that you, the Bright Star itself, faced during the COVID?
0: We wanted to make sure that our franchisees were taken care of and that financially they were in good shape. So we we ended up being able to provide um, support for the whole PPP loan process. Uh So we were able to ensure that each one of our franchisees who was eligible did get a loan so that that worked out really well. We had some great banking relationships. Uh, Shelly directly has so many contacts in the industry that that it really worked. So all of our franchisees were able to ensure that they could continue to take care of their teams, continue to grow. Because then, as things shifted, so if, if you think about the beginning of COVID, nobody wanted anybody in their home, but then right. nobody, nobody really knew how long it was going to last. So there was there was a lot of uncertainty there. So as things progressed, and things carried out to be you know, to, to take a lot longer than we initially thought. Um, families had to, had to, they realized that they just couldn't take, couldn't be the caregiver anymore. So now you know, we're far surpassed where we were pre COVID with, um, uh, with, with, uh, client base. So that's continued to grow. Our, like I said, in the beginning, our, our biggest challenge is having enough, um, enough caregivers to support it because we have, we have okay. franchisees now and agencies now with waiting lists. And that hasn't happened in the past. And we really want to be able to serve these families. So, so COVID was, um, You know it it opened up the door for a lot of other opportunities as well maybe more opportunistic but we we were fortunate enough to be a part of the um, Johnson and Johnson trials so that Mm -hmm. was a great thing for for us to be able to give back and and to help you know help America get back on its feet that way Um, we're involved with vaccinations now we do a lot of a lot of testing so many there are many school districts out there that uh, bus companies and things that that, that need they, everybody needs to be tested and Absolutely. and that's uh, that's something that we're able to do. so staffing has become a big part of the business as well it always was but it really in the last you know 12 to 18 months that that portion of our business that's really grown uh, whether it's working with the airlines, whether it's working with any type of transportation, um, things like uh, back when when you know casinos and big hotels and areas like that that need to have everybody tested we're able to provide that.
1: That's awesome. And I think that um, a lot of people may not realize just how critical um, having access to those PPP loans uh, was and still is for some people. Um, And the fact that Shelly was intimately involved in that, I know in our um, organization, the franchisors were also very in tune. And we had franchise business coaches calling us to say, you know, did you fill out your paperwork? Did you get the loan? We need to make sure you're okay. And that really, you know, in a time of chaos and confusion, you know, you, I think you buy a lot of loyalty from your franchisees when a franchisor goes out there and is personally involved in making sure that you're okay and that you can be successful. So hats off to you guys for getting involved like that. That's so yeah, absolutely. important.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's just a sign of a strong brand. So that's great that yours did that as well because it, it shows you that you're you're with a company that cares and that they're, they're they're looking out for their franchisees and and doing what they can to support that. You know, Shelley's um, still she, she's we're privately held. So we, in this industry, a lot of other brands have sold out to private equity, or have sold to private equity, and that's just not something that's uh, that that's in the future for us. So if there's um, you know, Shelley's involved day to day. She's very ex- committed, not only in just the day-to-day operations, but working on new partnerships for our franchisees, we're bringing in and working on new different types of technology, uh, you know, the things, the decisions that we can make as a company because we're privately held are different than those that may be owned by private equity because we can look further down the road and really yeah, yeah. make decisions that can impact five to seven to 10 years from now and beyond versus maybe just the short term in the first, you know, the next couple of years before there's going to be another change. So
1: absolutely, a, of, a
0: little different philosophy too.
1: I wish I could tell you that I have not had experience with um, at-home care and hospice, and but I have, and, and very recently. So my question to you, um, obviously getting people in the door to work for you is a big challenge right now, but what do you do to keep people there so that you don't have this constant turnover?
0: You know, a lot of that is being is, is communicating with our caregiver staff and working with, with them Uh, to fit into their schedule you know our 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 technology allows them to show exactly when they're available to work and it allows them to to key in how many hours they want to work uh, and the and the different shifts and the different days so Mm -hmm. really being in tune with what their needs are and trying to meet them there uh, and give them the hours that they want I mean that that's really what we've found anyway is for for caregivers one of the reasons that they that they would leave is they're able to get more hours somewhere else. I mean, we but we have plenty of hours, so it's really working within their schedule, um, and, and being that employer of choice that they want they want to stay with, and providing that great environment, and really having a franchise owner who's in tune with their team. Um, you, you know, the scheduling person needs to be in tune with the team, and and really having that culture where you know they know that they're they're working. All towards this this greater good and providing some some amazing care to uh, to our most vulnerable groups.
1: Yeah, I think that's great because you know um, I was talking to one of the girls um, at this facility and she said, you know, I liked it so much here and they're so good to us that I encourage you know, my friend who was at the other facility to come here with me too. And then we called this other girl and she's here now too. And I said, well, that's really great. And and we talked on the show before with um, David who used to run Buffalo Wild Wings. And he said, you know, the thing is, it's not giving people what you think they want. It's giving them what they tell you they want. And, and, and scheduling is a big deal for people today. So hats off to you guys for realizing that and allowing people to say, this is what I want to work, this is what I can do, and being able to give them that flexibility. Um, so for people out there who are thinking that this might be something that um, is their passion and something that they want, want, they might want to try coming out of corporate America or anywhere else, um, tell us what's the investment um, to buy a Bright Start?
0: Right. So you're, you're looking at, you know, anywhere from 120, 125 to, you know, 250,000, depending on the territory and, and, you know, how, what you have for working capital and whatnot. But, um, you know, that's for starting a brand new agency from scratch. We have franchise owners that are in uh, coming up on renewal on their franchise agreement. So we do have those that are looking to retire as well. So we have existing opportunities available too. There's a handful of those out there. But I would plan on an investment in that 150 to 250 range just to be safe, to have enough working capital and be ready to, to launch and, and do things the right way. You know, we, have, um, we have a national accounts program that um, we've got a team of people that are out there landing national accounts and providing that business, you know, hand delivering it to our franchisees. And we've had a situation where we've had new franchise owners come in and they've been able to really get a good jump start on their business with that national accounts program. Uh, that allows them to ramp up that much faster. Our, awesome. uh, we've retooled our training program as well. So franchisees in, in uh, the new franchisees that came on board in 2021 are after the fastest start uh, of any, you know, over the last uh, dozen years, probably. Uh, so lots of really good things that are happening within, within the brand and within our, our training function um, for our new owners to get them off to a great start.
1: That's awesome. It sounds like a really great program. And can you tell um, our listeners where they and how they would contact you? We'll obviously have it at the end of the program and all of the credits and on our website along with your bio, but we'd love you to let us know right now how to get in touch with you.
0: Yeah, I would say go to BrightStarFranchising.com. That is the best spot for everybody to visit. Um, You can go visit that website because that'll take you to both the opportunities for uh, in home, you know, for Bright Star for Bright Star Care, our in home agencies, and then also for Bright Star Senior Living. So you can have a chance to look at both of those opportunities. But Brightstarfranchising.com.
1: Awesome. Well thank you so much for your time today. It's really a pleasure to speak with you and and do extend a, a great thank you to Sally for all the work that she's doing. And I can't wait to speak with some of your franchisees soon. Um, because it sounds like they're um, obviously a very supported group of people and um, hopefully we'll see a Bright Star Uh, pop up here somewhere in our community since your, uh, your big national office is here in Chicago.
0: We are there, yes. Absolutely.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much and we'll look forward to talking to you soon as your company continues to grow.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Have a great day, Pete. Thank you.